Welcome to The Art of Attention, where we focus on what matters most in your business with your host, Tina K. Davis, a multi-business owner who knows the struggle of ADHD firsthand. Navigate the maze of distractions with real tips, real talk, and real success. Ready to dive in? Let's get to work. Contrary to what you've been learning from social media over the last few years, you probably don't have ADHD. Today, we're going to go over 10 things that are likely the root cause of your distractions. So let's get into it. To put ADHD into perspective, I want you to imagine a room full of 100 women. And these women range in ages between their late 20s and their early 50s. If we were to poll these women and look at their medical diagnoses, only about 2.5% may actually have the mental disorder ADHD. But 65% of these women will think that they do. Why? Because distraction is multifaceted. And for us, we want to give it a label. And if we label it as something that is incurable, then we don't have to really get to the root of our problems. And if we're you know, telling the truth here, we don't want to get to the root of our issues. We want to package it up, call it what we can accept, and then move on. But that means that what really is causing all these distractions, it's going untreated. It's going unattended to. And these are things that we can likely fix. So I want to go over these 10 things with you one by one. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit more about what ADHD is. ADHD, by definition, is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. There are a variety of symptoms associated with ADHD, but more commonly, we're going to assume the hyperactivity, the inability to focus, the forgetfulness, but there's a lot more to it than that. Other symptoms of ADHD include impulsiveness, and this is going to be one of those things that impacts someone with ADHD pretty heavily. Difficulty sustaining attention or the inability to focus is very common in little tasks, but even more so in something that has a a long tail to it, so a longer task, an activity that takes a few hours, the executive function is going to just shut off and you're either going to be able to do everything really, really well in a very short amount of time or nothing at all. Forgetfulness is also a symptom of ADHD. And it does include things like forgetting what you went into a room for, forgetting where you put something down, but it's going to manifest itself heavily in the ability to remember your schedule. Where are you supposed to be? What time were you supposed to be there? You may not even remember how long something takes or you'll make assumptions on schedules and time. The disorganization symptom in ADHD is a big one because this isn't just your physical surroundings. ADHD does mean or does include a very messy surrounding, clutter, piles of mail, laundry that's not folded, dishes that aren't done for days on end, closets that are completely disorganized, your vehicle is just covered in mess. And and this is a a true symptom of ADHD because executive function just shuts down and you you really cannot bring yourself to clean that up. And it, it, it manifests itself again in disorganization around your planning and time management. So you're you're forgetful as well as you have no ability to manage your time. You're either always late or you are in the wrong place or you don't know how long it takes to do something. And so you end up rushing and stressing yourself out because it's taking longer than you anticipated. And these are just a few of the symptoms of ADHD. But A lot of those symptoms are also felt 
with some of the things we're going to talk about today. Number one, hormonal fluctuations. Now, we will get deeper into this in just a little bit, but from your menstrual cycle to perimenopause, we're going to be all over the charts with the inability to focus. This is going to impact us in a lot of ways. And although we're going to give it some time in just a moment, it does top the charts as number one for us. Number two is anxiety and depression. Now, these are medical conditions as well, just like ADHD. But anxiety and depression, these are conditions that can affect your concentration and focus. Anxiety might lead to racing thoughts. And that's where, you know, you lose the ability to focus. You also are, you know, more anxious as far as, you know, your outward appearance. And you kind of look all over the place. You feel all over the place. And depression, it can look like the lack of motivation. You're just, there's no drive. You don't have the energy to do something. And both of those things mean you don't have the ability to pay attention to your tasks. Number three, imposter syndrome. Now we can, we're going to have a whole separate episode on imposter syndrome, but this is a psychological pattern where we attack our own skills and our talents and we tear down our own accomplishments. And we have this fear of being seen as a fraud, that this is, it's a lot of self-doubt that we create on our own and it, it causes a distraction. It is a big mental distraction because if you're trying to put a business together, but internally you have convinced yourself that no one will buy your product, no one is going to believe what you're selling, you're not going to execute those tasks. You will find ways to keep yourself distracted and it's all subconscious, but this imposter is just manifesting itself in this being that blocks it just like goalie blocks all of your ideas and motivation which will feel like ADHD but it's all internal number four limiting beliefs and negative self-talk related to imposter syndrome these are also self-inflicted if you have convinced yourself that you are a fraud this negative self-talk is going to come from the comparison that you do of yourself to others, especially in business. Women will look on social media, see someone with a similar business to theirs, someone that's been in business a lot longer, and start comparing themselves to that person and tell themselves internally, I'll never be at that level. I'll never make it like that. I'll never make that kind of money. And once you've started to hear that in your head, you start to believe it. Those limiting beliefs are going to prevent you from executing any of those tasks because in your mind, they're fruitless. I'm never going to be whatever it is you're comparing yourself to. So why should I do these things? Number five is stress and burnout. These are going to come from a variety of places. They could be just from the home. They could be from the workplace. It could be a combination of your personal life and daily responsibilities. But stress and burnout, they're going to lead to mental and cognitive fatigue. That's going to kill your ability to focus and, and pay attention. Stress and burnout are going to be related to several things that we're going to discuss in just a moment. But these are tangible almost. We can identify small things that are manifesting themselves in your life or, or creating the stress. We can look at what your triggers are for the overwhelm that then lead to burnout and isolate a couple of those and either eliminate that negative person from your life that causes stress or, or change a schedule that causes stress in the morning. Because once you've been stressed out all day, that's when the burnout kicks in. So those are things that we can dig into deeper. And sometimes that can be alleviated with decluttering. Number six, lack of self-care 
or the prioritization of others. We all like to do the treat yourself kind of thing. And maybe you do get a manicure. Maybe you do something nice for yourself every once in a while. But are you really taking the time and decompressing or are you rushing to drop a kid off, get to the salon, get your nails done, hurry up and pick them up, make dinner? Are you going from the office to the grocery pickup to the, you know, back home? Maybe you take a quick shower, put on a face mask, but you're already you know getting on your social media because you've got content to put out. You do need to slow down and decompress. Now, we may think we're doing it, but if you're still feeling a lot of that stress and burnout, it's likely that you're not really taking the time to tune out and give yourself a break. And a lot of times that comes from over-prioritizing everyone else around you. And as a female, that's going to be you know, basically built into your DNA, but it is something that's going to need to be taken care of or addressed because neglecting self-care will result in physical and mental exhaustion, and that's going to squash your ability to concentrate. Number seven is lack of sleep. I don't think I've slept well since 2007, but just like water, none of us are getting enough of it. Without sleep, whether it's sleep deprivation or you have a true sleep disorder, you're going to have all sorts of symptoms that are going to impact you throughout the day and your ability to focus. It can impact your mood, which then gets into the stress and the overwhelm. It can impact your weight, which then starts to, you know, come up into the limiting beliefs and negative self-talk. We need to get more sleep, and I have to take my own medicine here. There are things that we can do for that, and it starts a little bit with self-care, but we really cannot skip the fact that sleep is one of the big reasons we can't stay focused. Number eight is medical conditions. Now, like ADHD, medical conditions can lead to the inability to focus. I'm going to read from a study that was done recently, the top three medical conditions that impact your focus and motivation, and that is thyroid issues, anemia, and chronic fatigue syndrome. We've heard fatigue a lot today. Medical conditions you need to work with your doctor on. The rest of these, obviously, we're going to try to work on together. But this is a non-ADHD root cause for being distracted. All of these things that we're talking about today do tie back to you know, focus. But some of these other medical conditions can also have other symptoms you know, other than the focus, like the fatigue and the brain fog and the disorganization, maybe memory that start to make you confused on what your issue may be. For all of that, please see a doctor. I'm not a doctor. I'm just a girl who has a lot of businesses and big-time ADHD. Number nine, environmental distractions. This isn't just a chaotic or noisy environment. This can also be part of your home life, your personal life, and the things going on around you. But more importantly, the next time you sit down to do a task, look around you and Consider what you need in that space in order to do the task. Maybe you're going to cut up a bunch of vegetables. Well, definitely uh, a peppy song or, you know, a good playlist is going to be quite nice for that. Maybe you're going to be folding laundry. Same there. But if you're going to sit down and journal or plan out content or you've got a blog due, the environment may mean, you know, exploring other things like not the loud music, music that's more conducive to the work you're about to do. 
maybe there's a certain scent or an oil in the diffuser, a candle that you need to burn in order to feel like you're in that space. But take a look at your environment and really feel out what you need to do in order to make the the area and the the ambiance in the room conducive to completing that task. It, it's actually a little thing, but we're not doing that enough because we're just trying to get through all the tasks because we're feeling the stress, we're feeling the overwhelm, and we're not setting ourselves up for success in our own environment. Number 10, multitasking. We like to use that as this magic word, as if it's some sort of superpower, but multitasking really means you're not finishing anything, you're forgetting what you were doing, and you're bouncing from one thing to the next, which is actually causing more stress because you've started multiple things that you have to finish now, and nothing is getting finished. Now, we do this without even thinking about it, especially if you're fluttering from room to room starting a task. But multitasking is not a superpower, and it is not a sign that you're able to get more done. It's actually indicating that you need to slow down and figure out what it is that you have to correct or improve in order to become more efficient and effective. The next time you start out to do the dishes, just do all the dishes that are in front of you. Don't worry about getting the ones that were left in the other room or maybe your Stanley cup is in your car. Just do the ones that are in front of you. Put them away and move on to the next. Maybe it's laundry. Do what's in front of you or go through the house first and then do the laundry instead of putting a load in and then realizing there's something in the kid's room or on the back of the chair in the dining room. Just get one whole task done completely to see how long that actually takes you. Then later, when you're learning how to time manage a little better, you'll be able to plan things out based on how much time they actually take instead of the multitasking that you thought was a superpower. Now I want to read to you some symptoms that overlap between ADHD and perimenopause. A big one is difficulty concentrating. Both ADHD and perimenopause are going to show signs of brain fog, forgetfulness, inability to focus, especially on tasks that you don't find very interesting. The foggy brain, the brain fog is really big with perimenopause, but it's also just as, you know, just as much as the tuning out or the zoning out in ADHD. Mood changes in ADHD and perimenopause are common as well. You're going to see frequent changes in attitude, irritability, basically mood swings left and right. The hormonal changes in perimenopause are going to make that, you know, maybe more a sensitive area, irritable sadness. But both have, you know, an issue with deregulating what's actually going on around you, feeling more frustrated and anxious. And we already know that sleep deprivations and problems with sleep cause or trigger a lot of the inability to focus and be distracted as it is. But in perimenopause, your hormonal changes may you know, impact the ability to stay asleep long because of hot sweats or insomnia. The ADHD mind is just racing with anxiety and everything is overactive in your brain. And both of those are very, very common and very, very impactful to your focus. Now that we've had the time to go over a whole slew of things that are not ADHD, but that either mimic it or make you believe you have ADHD because of the symptoms, we can start to break down how to correct these or how to work on these. A lot of the steps that would be put into place are very simple. It's really just taking a look at what's going on and implementing just one small change in order to correct that. It's a lot of these 
symptoms are going to compound and you're, you're going to have to work on little chunks at a time. And, and that's pretty understandable, but nothing is too big to start to tackle. And even chipping away at just one or two of these symptoms or issues at a time, you're going to start to feel big relief. And that's what we want here because we want to get back into our business. We want our minds to be at least slowed down enough to complete some tasks to get out there and start generating revenue, whether it's to get through a launch, just to get our content onto social media, just to get that blog published on time, and then start to build habits around being able to do that. The last thing we want to do is add more systems to an already overwhelmed day. So first steps first, we're going to need to identify what it is we need to do first. I've asked you a couple of places in today's episode to think about your environment. Are you setting the right tone, the right sound, the right scent to get a task done? Um, maybe relook at your schedule and your commitments. You don't necessarily have to do all of those things. Take a block of time and keep it open. So continue to follow along as we go through this journey together with tips and tricks and real talk on how to overcome the distractions. There will be worksheets and printables, things that you can implement every day, as well as just more conversation. We all have the same goal, and that is to get our business on track and get through the clutter in our brain. But sometimes we need a little help getting there. If you're interested in finding out more ways to work with me, just reach out and let me know. Until then, let's get to work. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Remember, you are not defined by distraction. Apply something you've learned today in your own business and share it with all your easily distracted friends.